guys, it is a time. You know this. I say this every, every time. You probably, you probably say it with me. Say it with me. All right, guys, it's the time of the show where we interview someone amazing. Okay. Now, you know, if they're on this show, they're amazing. I, I, I need to not say any more. So uh, that's the criteria here. You have to be amazing. She's amazing. She's a writer, a playwright, actor, and a musician. Please welcome Julie Pineros. Thank you so much for having me. Woo! I'm clapping on my end, too. Yeah. Feels good. Feels good to feels clap, good to even clap. if it's for yourself. I agree. For yourself, baby Julie. Clap, we're doing it. A little you, golf clap. You yeah. deserve all of this clapping. And now I can't stop. Now Okay, Rachel. <laughs> easy with the clapping. Guys, when we're was the last time edit, you went? We're gonna have to edit a lot of that clapping out now, Rachel. But, when did you like when did you last go to the theater? We're with, with someone theatrical right now, so I just wanna clap for her all yeah. day. Okay. And yeah. and I wanna go to a theater. So uh please, you Julie, could you tell the LOLeros and us here more about what you do, who you are, because when I introduce you, I did you no justice. Oh, Please man. Do yourself justice. OK, do myself justice. Let's see if I can if I can <laughs> sum it up, because it's there's there's a lot of uh, pots on the on the kitchen stove, as we'll say. A lot of titles, yeah. <laughs> lot of titles. But we, we need the fine print now because I did like, you know, the headline. Yep, yep. So I am a producer. I have field produced um, a handful of documentary series at places like HuffPost and Thrillist. I've traveled the country kind of producing different video series that you might have seen on your Facebook feed on, um, you know, that run on social media. I've also um, I'm a musician. I was playing in the band Boys Drool just before the pandemic hit. Um, I'm a stand-up comedian. I perform around Brooklyn. This was also pre-pandemic. Um, and I am also an audiobook and podcast producer. So I was most recently producing podcasts for Audible. And wow. I kind of, yeah. And I kind of weave together a lot of those different forms most recently in a solo show that I've been performing called De Lejos which takes place over Zoom. It's a multimedia digital solo show that is part stand-up comedy. It's part, uh, you know, live music score. I score the story on my guitar. Uh, and it's oh, also wow. just wow. like a long, essentially two-hour story that weaves in and out of like a DIY virtual reality experience as well. Wow. So it sounds like all everything <laughs> that you do like you yep. combined to for yes. this project, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Like, it's no, that's exactly cool. it. Yeah, that is so Latino, by the way. We love to combine. <laughs> we like to combine words, and that's how we create slang. We love to combine spices. That's how we created adobo. You know what I mean? Sancocho. Yep. Why do we love to combine? Somebody's got to do research on that. I don't know um, if this is just a Puerto Rican word, but my mom says like un mejunje. Like a little, <laughs> just like a, like throw everything in the pot, let it simmer type of thing. Yep. I don't know if it's yep. for food. I don't know exactly what it is, but that's what it feels like it is. <laughs> oh, that um, sounds so yeah. good right now. That Mahunhe stuff. Ooh, I got to find out how to spell that. So that could be the title of the show, of the, of the episode. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I'm saying it aloud makes me think that it's going to mean something completely different. And I'm going to get roasted by my entire family. <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta hit us up and tell us how that goes because that's pretty funny also <laughs> um so mujer we need to talk about de lejos because yes. you've been getting so much praise i mean this is amazing to see 
you you know you've been featured in the LA Times. Wow. You've been featured in Remezcla, Broadway wow. World. Frank, wow. I mean, you got to see this list. I know a Amazing. lot of wows. So, you know, please tell us about De Lejos, where this came from. Uh, you told us how it could be viewed, but tell us about the story. Oh, man. First of all, you guys know how to make a girl feel good. Thank you for saying all that. Um, ah, I love to hear that. That's what we <laughs> do here, yo. Empowerment. Empoderamiento. All right. We don't just give golf claps, all right? Right, right, right. right. By the end, I'm going to be, like, applauding myself real, real hard. You should. <laughs> so in this show... Um, so it was it was running up through the end of April, um, and in the show, I take a journey through the virtual reality video game that my partner Jose left just before he passed away. He unexpectedly mm. passed away wow, in the end. Sorry of, to hear that. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. He was incredible. We had just started dating. Um, I kind of described the feeling of you know that that kind of severance of relationship at that time as being at the top of the roller coaster. Like we had, we had just kind of fallen in love and I was the one with all the walls up, you know, I was the one that was all scared and, um, we were just at the start of everything. Um, and, and that was when, you know, we were, we were split up. And, um, so right after he passed away, I was, I was really, you know, desperate to find any way to stay connected to him. Um, and so I started writing and I, I didn't know what I was writing, but, you know, considering kind of all the things that I do, this was the way that I was processing it. I was writing my thoughts. I was, you know, kind of singing these little songs to myself that made me feel okay. It was such a, it was such an intense loss that um, I wanted to, you know, stay connected to him and also process what I was feeling. And on top of being romantic partners, we were also creative partners. And so we were starting a band together. Um, we were going to do, you know, stand up comedy things together and blend it with VR. And so it felt like, you know, just after he passed, it felt like, okay, you know, one thing that I can do is keep good on these promises that we made to each other. And I can do something that brings together all of these kind of formats and tell a story. And um, again, I didn't really know what the story was, but I knew that through writing the story, I was going to find some sort of healing. And it wasn't until the pandemic hit that I was, um, you know, I, I was right in the middle, you know, the early stages of my grief when the pandemic hit. So I went back home to my parents' house. I was in my mom's basement. I was I started to notice that it, it felt like everybody else was grieving as well. You know, with the pandemic, there's this collective grief of losing this style of life that we didn't know we could lose. There was also grief that people were losing their loved ones to this disease. Um, there was so much just general grief that, that um, I, at that point I, I kind of turned to the video game that he was creating called De Lejos. And it's a story where he, you know, it's, a, it's an experience where he sends players on a journey to connect to something they love from afar. And mm. he had been creating it after his own experience of forced immigration from Venezuela. Um, and so for him, you know, it was about connecting to Venezuela from afar. But then for me, looking at the game, it, it felt like it was about connecting to him from afar. Mm. And then to, to share wow. it kind of meant that I was, you know, maybe people would have something to gain with coming along with me on this journey where they could figure out how to connect to, you know, people they they love from afar or even just generally like this idea of hope in the face of chaos 
you know, his loss just felt like so much chaos. Um, and so I started to share this story and the format that it took again is this like, it's this live two hour Zoom experience where when you sign up, you know, you get into the room, you're let in, we welcome everyone and then everybody mutes themselves and it's like a theater experience. But we guide people through um, these VR experiences where they close their eyes. You know, it's it's a no headset VR is what we say. You don't have to have a headset with you. All you have to do is close your eyes. When you close your eyes, I guide you through this alternate universe. Um, and in the show, it's kind of used to experience what things could have been like if they were different. It's also used to experience kind of his fever dreams of, of what I envisioned him dreaming about when he was in his coma. Um, and more largely, it's kind of just like grief can feel like an alternate universe because you're, you've lost this thing that, you know, you just can't, you couldn't have imagined life without it. Um, for me, like, I didn't know that I could lose someone like Jose. We were so early in our, in our stages of dating. And, and so um, the, the VR kind of comes in and out of that. And then there's live music again. So it's those three things that we were doing together. Um, and through performing it, it helped me move through my grief. It helped me, you know, allow people to shoulder some of the pain that I was holding for myself because it was really lonely and it was really hard. And then there was also so much beauty um, that felt like it was unfolding in the process of his death and after his death that I got to share that with people too. Um, and the, the whole piece ends on this high point of hope. You know, you don't watch it to to feel the loss. You watch it to come out the other end and, and, and you know, benefit from knowing him and benefit from kind of the hope at the end of the, of the story. Wow. So admirable and eloquently said, my goodness. Um, Julie, would you mind sharing with us how he passed away? Yeah, so um, in November of 2019, he was coming back from a bar late at night and crossed with the wrong guys they asked him for a cigarette uh he said he didn't have one and then they they just uh they just killed him right there um it was it was a random attack um you know they kind of uh, there's not a ton i can say because we're still awaiting trial you know this was really only a year and a half ago um but that's that's everything that that i know (laughs) <laughs> which, you know, will tell you how hard it is to find closure in a situation like that. That's all we know. And this happened in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. This is in South Williamsburg, yeah. In South Williamsburg. We are so very sorry for this loss. I really want to commend you, though, and applaud you. I know applause is the theme of the episode, but <laughs> I truly want to applaud you for just, you know, refocusing and and taking a lot of that energy that could have ended up in a black in a dark dismal place and redirecting it to produce something so wonderful and to honor his memory like that it's really admirable and i'm so glad you're here to tell us about it i'm sure you're going to inspire others um, especially at a time like this, you guys, LOLeros, I know you could feel us on this. Like mm-hmm. we've all experienced terrible loss in the last year. And what we're doing with that energy is up to us. What we're doing to honor those people is also up to us. Um, so 
Julie, how are you now a year and a half later after performing this show? Because you're hot off the press, aren't you? You're hot, <laughs> off, hot off the stage having done this in April. Can you mm-hmm. tell us now in hindsight, like what has this experience been for you? Like, and, and how have you experienced, talk about closure, has it brought you closer to closure at all? That's a great question. It's one I'm I'm tossing around my brain all day, every day, because it's been a little bit less than a month since I stopped performing the show. And, you know, the show in many ways was like a year long sprint because I was really afraid. It's, it's funny you say like redirecting from darkness. Cause I, I felt like I was out running like major, 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 major depression. I was out running. I don't even know if depression's the word for it. Just like total disintegration. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What's up, Eloeros? Yay! As you know, we are the proud sponsor of Bud Light Chelada. Yeah! I gotta say it that way. I can't say it. (laughs) I can't say it in my normal ways. I have to be like, Bud Light Chelada. (laughs) Um... And you look, they came... They came out into 2021 with a fresh new look. You know? Like, they just... They just updated everything, you know? Like, they had, like, this modern packaging design you know they, they they went for a really fun look mm-hmm. um which you know stays true to chelada's refreshing taste and full flavor i'm not just saying this you know because we've actually been drinking but like chelada's um since we've been sponsored by them you know like they gave us a, a little swag bag mm-hmm. um Thank you, by the way, Bud Light. You know, they have this up. You got a little t-shirt also, a little hat. Yes, yes. Um, but the Bud Light Chaladas, uh, you know, um, I went through them pretty quickly. I'm not going to lie. You too, Jamie? Oh, man. I we went both right. did. We both yes, did. We yes, were both yes. into uh, this drink. We love this drink. Um, because, you know, look, it's, it's, if you don't know what it is, it's a perfect blend of beer with clamato, spices. Mm. And a hint of lime. Um, and it has 4.2% alcohol. You know, you want to get a little buzz. Not bad, not bad. And it's also available in four flavors. Frank, what are these flavors? Jamie, you know, but I'm going to let the listeners know. The original, delicious. The extra lime, which I just started drinking, okay? Yeah. Last week, it was the mango, okay? And you also have the fuego, which I had like two weeks ago. I had the fuego. <laughs> it really got me fuego. It really got you fuego. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> But Jamie, the extra lime just gives you like a nice zest of lime and it just gives you a little like a pickup and I just love it. And, and I mean, it got me going. So that extra lime right now got me like really, really, really going, Jamie. I really love the extra lime. I, yeah, no, I definitely, I, I mean, I love all of the flavors. I like the original and um, really started getting into the mango one. I'm just a tropical twist type of guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and look, this is the perfect drink right now. Everybody's in a celebra- celebratory mood. Oh, yeah. We're oh, out yeah. and about again. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Frank, you were talking about just being out in the city again and, and, and feeding that energy. And um, this is it. We're going to have cookouts this summer. Ooh, we're going to have birthdays. Yes. We're going to have family gatherings. Oh, yes. And um, we need drinks like this. What, what's, what's our, you know, everybody's going to have that summer go-to drink. This is going to be it, Jamie. This is it. This is mine. This, this is, is it. Mine. This, this is, is um, it. Summer 2021 is Bud Light Chalada. My Bud Light Chalada summer all the way. That has a ring to it, Jamie. That has a it does. Ring I just to love it. saying it. I love offering it to people. Like, guys, who wants a Bud Light Chalada? 
It's a Bud Light Chalada <laughs> Summer. It's a Bud Light Chalada Summer. So, to wrap this up, um, Bud Light Chalada, refresh the celebration. Mm. This is this is this is what we want to get. This is the message we want to get out. Um, refresh the celebration. Um, this summer with Bud Light Chalada and I'm gonna go get one right now talking about it so much I'm actually uh, thirsty for one right now so Yee-hoo! yeah Ex- excuse us yes while we while we drink some of this Chalada um I I don't know about I don't know what I don't I, like I'm curious to know what you guys think because i don't know if it's closure that's on the other end of this i i don't know what to say um i mean uh, to me i mean i would think that it was a therapeutic thing to happen for you at the time mm-hmm. but i'm also curious as to like were there times during that that you were thought that it was just kind of too much it right was, you know yeah. it was too raw maybe i shouldn't be doing this or maybe i can't finish this did you have moments like that where you were questioning the finishing the pro if you could finish the project? No, I mean, not during it, which is gives me the the interesting hindsight now, because during it again, it felt like a sprint the whole time. It, yeah. You know, I when I started writing it, I just was filled with so much purpose. Like, I think this is a big common thing in grief. You know, people find purpose after something like this happens. And for me, it was this. And I was just like I was propelled by it and performing it felt really good and i was really monitoring myself to make sure it was worth it every time it always felt like it was worth it It, you know it felt like i created this little world i would perform it from my mom's basement i felt like i created this little world in my mom's basement i would go down there i would turn on the light i would set up my little world i would do the show i would close my laptop and i would go upstairs and i would like to think that that division between those two worlds is you know, I, I go down there to interact with it and I go back to my regular life, but there was no balance in regular life, you know, pandemic times. It's like I would then drive to my apartment in D.C. and uh, and kind of just like sulk a little bit because, it, yeah, it, it was hard to do to say it was easy. It would be a lie. But I think it was what I needed to do to to heal. Um, it, it, but yeah, now looking back at it, I feel like an um, intense emotional hangover. I still, I really, mm. I, I moved back to Brooklyn a couple of weeks ago and I haven't really left my house too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting nicer out. So that's, that makes it easier. But uh, I feel a little bit like, almost like I drank too much last night. Like, what did I do? I did, a, <laughs> I feel like I did a lot. <laughs> um so yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Well, once you get over the hangover, uh, will you continue? Do you want to do this again? Will you take it places or or is it too early to even ask that question? I'm considering it. Um, I think it's too early for me to have an answer, but I've asked myself that question a lot. I'm trying to take a couple of steps forward in a couple of different ways, just in in like... I keep I keep saying like this world because I kind of created a different universe in that world, in the Delejos world. So I'm not quite sure, but um, for now I'm taking a break and seeing how it feels. Okay, and then I have another show related question. Um, your website is so cute, guys. Check it out, delejos.net. So um, pre-show, you ask people to bring a lit candle, a notebook. And then your favorite comfort food and also a buddy. 
Why why these things? Without giving away what the show presents. A buddy, what's a buddy? Like a friend. <laughs> 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 well, it's funny because some people have been like, I had my notebook ready, I had my candle ready, and you never told me what to do with it. Uh, it, it wasn't a specific thing. It, it, it There's so much the show asks for people to use their imagination in really specific ways. So I thought, I thought some people would want to doodle during it. We've gotten photos of people that have done these amazing drawings during the show, which is really cool. Um, a lit candle. I spent the first like four or five months after Jose died with a lit candle by my side. Always. I have one lit right now. Uh, um, yeah. La it, like it's, what is it? That's the, it's lo, lo hispano, That's like the Espiritu when they left the, when they Algo así. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's beautiful. And th there's no reason like I, I, I haven't felt any kind of religious inclination throughout this experience, but it's spiritual. Spiritually, it feels right. Um, and then a buddy, a friend, because it can be an intense experience. Uh, the show can be an ex intense experience to experience by yourself. So it can be good to talk to people about it afterwards. Like the parallels between the actual project of like the game itself and what, you know, what you were going through is. Yeah. Like, did that kind of hit you in a certain way? You know, it's, yeah. it's about overcoming physical separation. And it was just like, you're overcoming it at the same time. Yep. You know, and there was other stuff to it, like force him. I mean, th there's a lot of layers to the story, but just that point of separation and, and um, yep. turning your grief into an adventure and stuff like, I don't know. I mean, is, is in the moment, are you connecting these dots? And like, where it was like, wow, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did it hit I, you like that? Yeah, it's hitting me like that. Listening to the story. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to the point that, and this show incorporates, I call it magical realism, because at the beginning of my grief, those these exact signs, these things like, oh my gosh, he left a game with a path to connection to something you love from afar after forced separation. It's exactly what I'm going through right now. Why yeah. does it feel like he's he left this thing? that would help us get through, you know, it's the type of thing that for me felt like magical thinking at the beginning, which magical thinking is kind of like when you, when somebody passes, you kind of feel either you feel these moments that feel like connection to them. And sometimes people feel it like their favorite bird flies by mm -hmm. you're thinking of them and their favorite mm -hmm. bird flies by right. or Julie. yeah. Julie, question: yeah. You think you yeah. think this is all like you meeting your, your 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 partner and them being in your life and them passing away and you kind of being there? You think that was like that's like all in accordance with everything and you this game having such a connection to him? Do you think this is all like doesn't? From what I'm hearing, it's almost like it's lining up. Like everything is like yeah. lining up. Yeah, yeah, Frank. I like I'm glad you took that leap because this is what. This is <laughs> this is exactly what this show is wow. about. At the end, it's almost like I even have a cork board at one point in the show that has different pieces of paper on the board with red strings attached, almost like they do in those murder, you know, mystery things where you're attaching, you're connecting everything and oh my gosh, it makes sense. Wow. And for yeah. me, you know, especially in the early days of grief, it felt like, wow why did I come into his life? Is there a really specific reason for why I came into his life? Did I come into his life to share the video game that he was creating with the world? And in that way, share his story 
share my story and share the story that he was working so hard to share with others, to share that with the world. Because again, when you lose someone just just a couple months after you met them, just when you had fallen in love, like we didn't, we didn't, we didn't even have a photo together. I, Mm. you know, in a memorial that, that feels, I was like, did this even happen? Like, why was I, why did I even come into his life? I was asking myself that question over and over. And there are things, um, you know, there are other things that I talk about in the show that kind of support this theory of, you know, him leading me on this journey to, to, to finish his game. He gave me this book, um, a couple, a couple months before he died, just when we started dating, it was a book that I asked for. I, I, you know, I had, I read about it. It's called Norwegian Wood by Haruki Murakami. And, um, and it was only, I didn't start reading it when he gave it to me, but it was only after he passed away that I started reading it. And I learned that it's about a, the story is about a girl whose boyfriend also dies. What? And like, you know, this is where, and I have, I have a couple more of these examples, you know, that I'm not out here trying to prove anything supernatural. I'm not out here trying to prove anything religious, anything scientific, like that is not what this is based in, but it is a certain logic that was really, really real to me in the first few months after we lost him that we're all, it almost felt like he was leaving these fantastical breadcrumbs that were mm. leading me to this to to write this story that would eventually be my healing. I don't I don't know how I would have healed from this if it were not for telling and writing this story and making wow. st- like in in some way it it kind of making sense of it is a it isn't quite the word for it but in a certain way like it helped me almost regain control in a situation where everything was chaos. Oh my goodness, Julie. Are you guys a little speechless? I'm a, for the first, like this doesn't really happen to me a lot. I talk a lot. I say everything that's on my mind. I'm literally I'm left speechless, and I really, really want to see this show. Is if that ever no. becomes a possibility, would you please tell us? Because we'll also tell all of our eloeleros out there. Because this seems like a very unique and special show. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. I will tell you. We would like to thank you so much for taking the time and explaining to us all these, you know, you shared a lot of details with us um, and a very personal story, uh, which now sounds like a show that we all need to see. So can people follow you? Are you on social media? Where you at, girlfriend? Where can we get you? Where can we follow you? I am. I'm at Shmooley on all my socials. <laughs> S-H-M-O-O-O-L-I-E. <laughs> Got it. And, and you said you do stand. Are you going to be back doing, you know, we didn't really talk about your comedy, like, side, I'm, you know. I'm um, easing back into it. Yeah. Okay. I, I haven't gotten back on stage yet. Again, staying inside my house mostly. But um, I think maybe by the end of the summer, you'll be able to find me on some sort of stage. Okay. Oh, great. Even if it's a Zoom, even if it's a Zoom stage, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Yes. Well, one time for Julie Pinero, people. More applause. That's a real clap. That's a real clap. It doesn't stop. It doesn't. (laughs) Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Can't stop. 
Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Stop. Thank you, Julie. Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias. Muy Thank amable. you. Muchas Felicidades yeah. and enjoy too, because uh, that hangover is real Thank after you. performing, and it <laughs> yeah. just takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Enjoy that high and sense yeah. of uh, you know satisfaction. Thank you enjoy. guys so much. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks, Julie. Julie. Bye guys. Bye. 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 